It's time to watch The Muppets with special guest Victor Borga. Megan, it's been so long since I've we've done one of these. Been a long do we even know how to do time. it anymore? Bum, bum. So, bum, dun, dun. Letting you see, your family wasn't a Beatles, so no. you don't know that's an early. It's a Beatles. Song? Yeah, I don't know it. Wait till I come back to y'all. You can't get the tears you cried. Hmm. Yeah, I'm sorry. I don't know it. I'm obviously. I, see, I need a tambourine for this one, and see, I hear it in my head. We just I, did Billy Joel and Elton John. That was mm-hmm. really it. Oh God! The, Don't know, let the, the sun go down on me. I think that's the funniest lyric. Don't let the sun go down on me. I love it. <laughs> I love singing it. Megan, would you let the sun go down on you? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Oh, fuck. It's time to watch the Muppets, Megan. <laughs> All right. We watched the Muppets. We watched the Victor Borg episode. Airing originally in the UK on November 9th, 1979, and in the US on November 1st, 1979. This episode is, what then, like 40-something years old on us right now. Almost to the day of this recording. I don't want to think about how close I am to that age. To the age of... 40. Yeah? You're feeling like... I feel like five years away from it. That's not that long. I feel like a couple episodes ago, (laughs) you were really feeling 35. No, I am, but it's, you know, it's going to be here and gone before you know it. Mm -hmm. It'll be 45. Oh, please don't say that. I think you could look really cool with gray hair, Megan. Oh, thank you. I think, especially like that length that you have right now. Yeah, the short gray. I think you'd look really cool. Yeah, thanks. I'll probably be that woman. Mm -hmm. I I hope that for you. Um, should we Thank you. Should we get things started? Why don't, Why don't you get me started? On the most sensational, inspirational, muppetational. I'm so glad that I have this big Bert that I can hold while we do this. But you can tell it's like a newer, cheap-style stuffed animal. I won that on the boardwalk. Because he doesn't have a face. It's just, like, printed on him. Oh, it's totally... Like, where this it's would like be... digitally printed stuffed animal, yeah, almost. Yeah, digitally printed stuffed animal. At least he has, like, a shirt, kind of. 50 years and counting. Okay, Called open, Victor tells Scooter that he is playing Beethoven. Say, uh, wh- what's that you're playing? It's Beethoven. Any requests? Yes. Don't play Beethoven. <laughs> John Wayne. I yeah, I forgot that it's like the John Wayne impression. I loved that. I love that he is going to just interject this yeah. episode anytime that they can find two. Use this stupid bust. I like it. I like him. The bust is fully a character lately, and I realized this afternoon when I was watching, where is Piggy Sue? She hasn't been around in a little while. Thank God. I, her Annie voice Sue, has been around. I hear her. I hear yeah. the woman who does her voice. Who? Why don't I ever remember her name? Louise Gold. Louise Gold, the only woman on the show. It's so hard to remember because, you know... In a sea of men. Only one woman. I honestly don't think of, like, as as a self-identified man-hating lesbian, I certainly don't think about <laughs> the fact that they're gendered on this show. I never. I'm not. I'm totally joking about the man-hater. Part. Are you? 
<laughs> I'm actually not. I was thinking about that today. I was like, wow, I've come a long way. I, I don't hate, like, I used to be such a man hater that the thought of being pregnant with a boy just, I couldn't even handle the thought of it. I was like, bringing a male into this world? <laughs> Ugh, no. But now I think about that, I'm like, wow, Megan, so ridiculous. Is this especially, is this especially changed because you now have nephews? Oh, has I do. This, I have two nephews. Has this maybe... Two newborns. You got them both. They're twins. So you got yeah. them both at the same time. So it's like, wham, pam. You have... I don't know. Maybe it's a mix of nephews and living with two, like, teenage boys. Yeah. I don't know. That must be very hard as well. <laughs> Cannot imagine. No, but anyway, my point is, I'm not a man hater anymore. I've really graduated from that. Wow. I know. That's really good. Like, man. you know the term... Turf, mm-hmm. like what's the man hating term? Oh, I don't know. You know what I mean? Like that's what I yeah. would. Yeah, but I'm not anymore. And it's funny because all my like most of my friends grow like my whole life have been boys. <gasps> that's such a. <laughs> guys. It's so funny to like be like, what's a slur yeah. for basically someone who doesn't like men? What's a man hating <laughs> lesbian slur? Yeah. Hmm, I don't know that there is one. We'll have to look it up. <laughs> but all right, so our Muppet Show theme: When Gonzo blows his trumpet. He's tackled by a group of babies. When Gonzo blows his trumpet. I am so excited for the babies this episode. Ever since we read the premise about, like, baby Benson. What is his name? Uh, Bobby Benson. Bobby Benson. And the baby band. I mean. I've been so excited for I this I wish one. I knew more about the backstory. Like, as we go through the episode, I just wish there was more to that story. Like, I felt like there wasn't enough. Oh, no, there's not. Yeah, there's like there. The babies are great. Uh huh. But I want to know why. Why Bobby Benson? And what was it for? And it was, what was yeah, he arrested like, for? Yeah, what was going it on? It definitely feels and a little edited back. around. Yeah. So anyway, let's get into it. Okay. It's really a fun episode. So the opening number takes place on a set constructed to look like rooftops in, of an inner oh, city neighborhood. Oh my! Flipping flip. This is the pigs. This is a really good intro. Oh Link Hogthrob leads a gang of male pigs in a rendition of Macho Man against Gonzo and his chickens. Patrol Bear attempts to appease the situation, but a whatnot knocks him out with a flower pot. The fight ends with a Pig gang surrendering with white flags. They're singing Macho Macho Man. And the Did set even... was so cool, too. The set was so cool. The pigs were g- dressed up as gay leather daddies. Uh-huh. It was funny as hell. <laughs> it was so good. And then they were singing Macho Macho Man. I definitely saw some pigs in the gang with um, right earrings and not left ones. Because, oh, you know, right wrong... means you're gay, yeah. left means you're straight. In the <laughs> 80s, anyway. And it ju- it's like just the 80s now. What a weird, really, like, specific... Yeah, that is, like... Isn't that specific? It's specific. Yeah. That, like, isn't anything that people worry about any... Not worry, but you know what I mean? Like, in the nineties, right? Okay. So my mom is a hairdresser, and if you can imagine, my brother and I growing up in the 90s, and her taking us to the salon that she worked at called Vinny of Italy, which was in Wood Lane for my central <laughs> Jersey folks out there. Anyway, it was so funny. So she always was surrounded by like, you go in there and it'd be like a bunch of gay, there's a gay guy and everyone's chatty. It's like cigarette infested, like oh, of course. hairspray. 
Why did people smoke around all those chemicals, too? Oh, my too? God. I know. I know. That's insane. And my brother, I remember we brought my brother there to get his ear pierced, you know, with the gun. Uh-oh. Did they do the correct ear? And I remember that being a discussion. That's how I, And it's always sunk, it, like, been in my brain from and that you, moment. you can't Google it because it's the 90s. So you yeah. got to just remember which you ears to the remember gay it. ear. Yeah, and I made sure that when I got my eyebrow pierced, I put in the... Eyebrow, that means that you like women. So for... for you deliberately sought out yeah. the gay eyebrow. Yeah, but I did on the left side, which would be a straight one if you're a boy. So, because I... Got it. Yeah. Got it, got it. So it's 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 gendered. It's like... It's, it's like not. The ear, I just... The, the piercing is looking for... Yeah. yeah <laughs> exactly. Yeah, got the it. The piercing <laughs> is looking for... That's how I interpreted that as. <laughs> so I was like, oh, I better put it on the left. You know, it's so funny. I mean, we've already totally derailed ourselves, yeah. but I just watched um, all of the Tegan and Sarah show High School on Freebie, and I loved it you so much. You recommend it? I recommend it 110%, so much so that I read their whole book, too. And, Megan, if you want to hear about two lesbians growing up in the 90s who are obsessed with grunge, obsessed with, like, rock music, obsessed with... Uh, what do you call it? Like, um, bikini kill and all of that kind of stuff. And, um, just continuously doing acid and... Oh my God, they are just doing acid? Megan, there's, I feel like, two or three chapters that start with, so we were taking acid. Yeah. And it's insane to me. It it was so good. Okay. So good. I cannot recommend it enough. I'll check it out for sure. They, after they first start recording music, they decide that they want to, like, look more, like, cool and yeah. punk or whatever so their mom is like okay i'll take you guys to go get something pierced and tegan gets her her lip pierced her what is that labrette like mm-hmm. in the center right and then sarah gets her eyebrow pierced and then they talk about how like they just felt so lame and like they were like sellouts that were like you know they look like they were like posers basically yeah. after they got <laughs> pierced but yeah that just reminded me of that i I cannot say enough good things about high school, the book, and high school, the TV series. I love that. And it, it just, like, makes me think, and I, I don't know, they were thinking about being cool. I was thinking about probably being cool, but also being, like, closeted, not closeted. Mm-hmm. Like, how can I get away, how can I pass in certain situations and, like, yeah. be gay in other situations? <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I'm sold. I'm going to I'm going to check it out. I guess that makes sense. Like it's kind of like a subtle thing that like if another you know. Well, also I'm like a teenager and was totally uncomfortable mm-hmm. with like And everyone had to know that you were alternative also, oh, yeah. right? You're oh, she seems alternative. Oh, so alternative. I wonder if she has any tattoos. <laughs> okay, so this pigs, <laughs> these pigs are epic. And honestly, check out this video. Which video? Of the pig singing Macho Man oh, yeah. in their no, gay everyone lurks. Everyone should like, literally watch it because it's it's wonderful. This needs to be, um, I think, archived mm-hmm. in gay history. Oh, you think that this in gay history? Yeah. <laughs> so next, a whatnot in trench coat, hat, and dark glasses asks Kermit if he's got a baby, if he... Oh, my God. Asks Kermit if he's Jeez. got a Bobby Benson working here. Oh, my God. Kermit directs him downstairs where he's rehearsing. Scooter says the guy looks familiar, that he's seen him on TV, but he can't remember what show. 
So then we go downstairs, and the babies have just finished rehearsing. They're so cute. When the man asks Bobby Benson if they can speak in private. While he's gone, Fozzie volunteers to watch the babies and attempts to tell them some stories. They're not keen on the idea and beat him up. The babies, I've gone full fucking circle on these babies. I hated them when they first showed up with Loretta Lynn. I like your socks. Was, I, I have on noticed. my animal socks. Um, when they first showed up with Loretta Lynn, I was like, what, what? are these? They're horrifying. I Get like rid of them. them. I hated them. I like them. I, I love them now. Yeah. And she was talking about Loretta Lynn. That was a funny song. Wasn't that mm-hmm. funny when she, and she yes. had all those babies? Oh, my God. Yeah, that was like a... Um, it was like a, a a housewife who's like stuck with, and she keeps having kids. Yeah, right. Yeah. Oh my god, very funny. Anyway, this episode is also very funny. <laughs> I, uh, when I, we, I know I'm I, I'm like backtracking, but when is this episode from? Is this it from seventy nine? Seventy nine. Okay. Ninth. So this is a mix of seventy nine and eighty season. It's four. still like yeah, we're like trying to. Last week we were on in the eighties, I think. Yeah, this week we're back in the seventies. This whole like just make a shit ton of episodes and send them out to be released whenever is so weird to me. It's Uh, so so strange. Yeah, and that they would air them in a different order depending on like I guess. I'm surprised they didn't chop them up more. Yeah, yeah, right. Like and take a good piece of this thing, Mm -hmm. whatever's funny and successful from this, and try to make an episode that maybe seems like a dud a little bit stronger or something. Yeah. Oh my yeah. god, that's funny. They used to play things like that, like those, like the best of moments. Mm-hmm. Did they do that for like shows like Friends? Did they put out? Didn't they put out yeah, like there specials would be, like, and stuff? There would be like those episodes where, like, I don't know, it's like at the end of a season or midway through the season, where like, oh, the friends are sitting down on the couch and they'd oh, be like, "Remember okay. when you turned 30? Oh, yeah, and and you know, then they do the flashback. Shows don't really do like those kind of things anymore. Yeah. I was watching Seinfeld the other day, and there was a there's like a clip show episode okay. of that, and it's like so weird. Like, and also like I'm watching it on Netflix. Why the fuck would I want to watch a clip show episode? You know, like move I, on, give I, me a new one. You don't need to show me this rerun. You know, I have an entire VHS of um, absolutely fabulous outtakes. Yeah. And it's like just, just, yeah. just bloopers it's and just bloopers. alternate takes and yes. everything. <laughs> I um, oh my god! Whenever I think of that, that like clip show. Did you ever watch Clerks, the TV series, the animated series? No. The second episode of Clerks, the animated series, is um, Dante and Randall get locked in the freezer at the Quick Stop, and they do a flashback episode where they flash back to. Things that happened previously, but because it's only the second episode of the show, they have only clips from the first episode to flash back to, and it's so fucking funny because they're aware that they're not flashing back far. Yeah, they're, they're like, oh, remember that time when uh, Leonardo Leonardo bought the the store across the street, and they're like, and Dante goes, yeah, that happened last week, like you know, and they keep doing like flashback to the other episode and it's like so unearned that they do a flashback it's so funny they oh that's so they basically have like two episodes in a row if you were to binge it that are like basically the same (laughs) that are basically the same (laughs) and it's just like i don't know i i'm i think i've talked to you about watching clerks three and how like upset it left me and i just hated it and i think one of the best things to come from like that whole trilogy or whatever is just the animated series it's Mm -hmm. only six episodes but they're like so funny, so weird, so tight, like a great six episodes. Definitely recommend that too. Yeah. 
I say Jay and Silent Bob strike back over Clerks 2. Yeah. I do like Clerks 2, but like, it's Clerks 1, and then I knew that I wouldn't like Clerks 3. I didn't see it. I probably won't see it, Mm -hmm. because Clerks 2 was funny, but... I think I I'm stopping there. Like I don't. Clerks it wasn't like, two tries to give everything a happy ending. Yeah, and, and it's, it does. It's done for me now. And then the only way to start a third movie is to undo the happy ending that you created in two, right? Yeah, I guess so. That's so. what they do. And the, a divorce or something? No. <laughs> a Can I give you the spoiler? Yeah, I'm going to give a spoiler for Clerks three. Yeah. I know it's it's not even out to rent yet. I don't think, but the movie opens and you realize in the opening montage that Rosette's character died shortly after they got married in 2006. Oh, she's so busy, though, with Star Wars and stuff. So she does make appearances in the movie. Okay. You do get to see her, and you find out how she died and stuff, and it's so sad. It's oh, wow. so fucked up. And it's just like, they why go- did you do this? So they make like a tragedy movie about her dying? Yes. And that's what the movie's about? Yes. No, I the don't The entire movie, movie is about Dante having to uh, he's now in this new state of arrested development because his life never got to start after we saw it begin basically at the end of clerks oh, so 2 he's forever perpetually he's, stuck yes and all he does is he deals with randall because he doesn't know what else to do have you ever seen um uh, mama mia Mm-mm. have you ever seen mama mia 2 no i've never seen either of them okay well i okay so spoilers to anybody who hasn't seen mama mia or mama mm-hmm. mia 2 Mamma Mia, it's like, you know, Meryl Streep is the star. Big Love is the daughter. Amanda Seyfried. Is the daughter. Uh-huh. Yeah, she's the daughter. Um, <clears throat> anyway, there's like a marriage that happens. There's a whole story about like who's the dad of this little girl. There's like three guys. Anyway, long story short, happy ending. Mm-hmm. Mamma Mia 2. is dead. What? Uh-huh. And I remember the movie first started, and I realized like five or ten minutes in, and I was like, "Oh, Trip is dead in this movie." I was like, "Fuck this movie! Uh-huh. Not in this movie." Yeah, she is in the movie though, and oh, she does appear in it. Yeah, they do like flashbacks and things like that, okay. and it it ended up being good. But it's like we can we only got her for the weekend. So yeah, she can't be in <laughs> She's, too much exactly. Of this thing. She'll do, she agreed to do this movie, but only like this many hours of filming. <laughs> But she Christine Baranski is in both movies, uh-huh. and I have to say, she is a fucking gem. She's hilarious, oh, too, so, so I hope she gets a chance to be very funny. Oh, very funny. And then I Cher think... makes an appearance in Mamma Mia, too. Yeah. I, I, She's, in my head, I just did Cher's She face. plays Meryl Streep's mom. So, like, she... Ca- yes. Okay. I know, right? <laughs> oh, boy. Very funny, though. Camp, Ridiculous. Camp, camp, camp. Camp, camp, camp. So now Rolf and Victor play Lizette's Hungarian Rhapsody Number no. 2 as a duet while trading classical music jokes. Victor is impressed with Rolf's piano playing and wonders how his violin is. Rolf says he sometimes fiddles around. A lot of dad jokes. Backstage, Bobby Benson is taken away in handcuffs. <laughs> but he's doesn't he say something to Kermit like "I'll be back"? When he's you, like, and then he like lifts his arm. Baby. Yeah, I'll be right back. And the guy's like, "Let's go!" And he pulls his arm a little bit, and you realize that they're yeah. handcuffed together. 
For a moment, it appears as though there's no one to watch the babies, but Miss Piggy arrives humming Bram's lullaby and whisks them away off, saying that she'll be a wonderful mother someday. At the top of the stairs, Piggy sings out a line of the song from The Sound of Music. In her dressing room, Piggy's sweet tone shifts sharply as she screams at all the babies to shut up. That's funny. This feels absolutely on par for Piggy. All I can think about is if Piggy were to have children. Would they look like Peggy Sue or would they be like Kermit? I hope they're hybrids. You want them? I don't I think want... that the Muppets would do a hybrid. I mean, maybe. I just want like the green pig. Oh, the green like, pig. From like that, that episode. Oh, my God. Or like, uh, I don't know. The green pig. Or like just a snout on a pig, on a, on a frog face. You yeah. Know? And are all the boys frogs and green and all the girls are like more like pigs? I think like Brady that Bunch might style. be how it is in... Oh, they have babies together? I haven't... Okay. I don't like Muppets Christmas Carol. Oh, <laughs> But only yes. because I don't like... Well, Muppets Christmas Carol. I, I don't that. like A Christmas Carol as a story. I only like the Mickey version because mm-hmm. it's like 20 minutes long and it, it's perfect. But like, I wonder... I don't remember... How do you not like the Muppets Christmas Carol? I just don't like the story. I Robin find it so boring. Is in the movie. He has to be Tiny Tim, right? He's Tiny Tim. But so then are there pig kids also? Because I assume Kermit's got to be Bob Cratchit then, right? And then Piggy has to be Mrs. Bob Cratchit? Yeah. I would assume. Oh, oh yeah, you're right. Right? So there must be children because because the Cratchits have like three or four kids, I think. Like they have too many kids for. Yeah, I bet you it's it's pigs and and frogs. I'll, I'll look that up. Yeah, I mean, we'll probably have to watch it this season because, or this year rather, I mean to say, because um, they're doing that special anniversary edition in a couple weeks for Christmas. Also, you know the Santa Claus starts next week, right? We need to have Santa Claus report on this show. That is a segment <laughs> for the holidays. We will have to do a Santa okay. Claus report where we talk about... Segment for the holidays. Because I assume Santa you're going to watch that with the kids, right? Um, I'll be watching it. Okay. And I'll maybe watch it with the kids. <laughs> I don't know if they like have any interest in those movies. Not really. They might be too young. Alex and I sat and we watched like five Treehouse of Horror specials. Ones from the 90s from yeah. when I was like, I had so much fun watching You watched it. good ones? I watched such good ones. Did you guys like go back and forth picking the ones you like or something too? No, I just, you just put, put on random ones. Well, Disney had like a whole compilation mm-hmm. of them. So I just played. One of my I favorite found- ones is, um, I love the one. Where Flanders is becomes a werewolf, and oh they're like drive. They're so driving good. in the rain, and Marge says to Homer, "Homer, put on the fog lights." And he goes, and for some reason he's singing the sugar, the Honeycrisp yeah. cereal song, and he goes, "Guess I forgot to put the fog lights in." <laughs> and they run over Flanders. It's like oh just one of those stupid God. things that like stuck Very in my head stupid. from middle school. Yeah, that one is that one is so good. Um, I watched one where they run over Flanders, and they like. Weekend at Bernie's. Oh no, that oh is my, no, that's yeah. the werewolf episode. You're right. Yeah, yeah they, and then he has her. He that. has he has Flanders on the roof, and Maud's like, "Honey, come come down from there." And he goes, "Okay, Maud." And then he he goes, "Diddly," and then he throws <laughs> Flanders off the roof. But Maud's already turned around, so he didn't see Flanders fall. So he has to keep staging ways for him to die, and then he eventually just pretends he has a heart attack and, and throws, throws him, him in inside, the house right? yeah. it's so funny and then <sighs> and then they're like they go to his funeral and everything <laughs> yeah that one is so I funny i just love when he's like doing the a flanders style monologue and then he just goes 
diddly. Diddly, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that one was good. I watched one where, like, Maggie ends up being, like, one of those alien things. Uh-huh. There, there was so many good ones. There really was. This ep- this year's episode was really good too. The new one. I have to watch with the it. Death Note parody. The, oh, they did. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I have to see that. I saw like excerpts from it. Yeah, I, I watched watch the it. it episode the week before, and I thought that was okay. It was very rushed because they did both ver- like both books of it. You know, like the beginning yeah. when they're kids and the end when they're adults. That is rushed. In like such a, you know, in 22 minutes or whatever. That's way too quick that's for fast. that much story. Even, I feel like in South Park they'd break it up. they do a part one yeah. and two. Yeah. So the rats sing Rock Around the Clock in a Dusty Attic. We're in a dusty attic. It's leader perched inside a grandfather clock starting off the number with the recitation of Hickory Dickory Dock. Recitation. I, I did not like the way the, the rats looked in this. They're not Rizzo yet. No, they're not Rizzo like, yet. We haven't figured that out. Yeah. They look just like, I guess, like rats, but they still have like, they have the body type of Rizzo, but not like the eyes and like personality look to them, you know? Yeah. I'm, then, I'm trying to remember this sketch. Yeah, it was just the rats, like, they were just little little guys running around. But they did look like, you know, you can see the groundwork for what will be Rizzo. It's that same body and, like, like all those rats from Muppets Take Manhattan that run the oh, pizzeria. I didn't, I didn't see that one either. You I'm didn't excited. see that one? Yet? No. I got that one in the cereal box when I was in middle school. <laughs> in his dressing room, Victor plays the blue Danube. 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 Was it like the river, the Danube River? Maybe. But keep stopping because it sounds off. He pulls the sheet music from the compartment in his chair and plays it again, following the notation closely. When it comes out the same, he shrugs and says, I was right. (laughs) Next for the UK spot, Gonzo plays Act Naturally on the ukulele. I knew it was the UK spot. I love this. I knew it. You called it out, and now I get it every time. I'm like, okay. (laughs) Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is I thought cute. this was a good one. This song was very familiar to me, too. Let me see who wrote this song. They're gonna put me in the movies. They're gonna make a big star out of me. They'll make a film about a man who's sad and lonely. And all they gotta do is act naturally. Well, I'll bet you I'm gonna be a big star. Oscar, you can never tell. The movie's gonna make me a big star. Cause I can play the part so well. Well, hope you'll come and see me. It's a song written by John Bright Russell and Vonnie Morrison from 1963. Hmm. Had you ever heard this before? I don't think so. I remember it being used to promote Toy Story 2 when that was first coming to theaters. Oh, really? On, like, the Disney Channel when we were little, they had, like, a music video with that song used. Because, like, that whole movie is about how, like, Woody, it turns out, was, like, this big, like, Howdy Doody kind of character, basically. You ever seen Toy Story 2? You know, I gotta tell you, it's I've like my seen, favorite one. I think I've seen all of them. No, not all of them. All, the, all of them to three. So yeah. I've seen one, two, and three. I really don't remember... Two is the one where Woody gets bought by Al from Al's Toy Barn by mistake at a yard sale. Oh. And then he gets sold to a collector who collects stuff from this show called Woody's Roundup. And it's like a howdy-doody type oh, thing. Oh, wow. I see. 
Oh, Megan, we're still doing this. Fozzie enters Victor's dressing room and makes a ruckus. Despite Victor's request to stay quiet, he agrees to let Fozzie stay while he plays Beethoven's Moonlight Sonata. So far, Victor's just been, like, hanging playing out in the in back the piano. playing piano. Yeah, yeah. And that's really all he can do. What the hell is he going to do? I don't know. I don't. I don't know who this dude is. I don't. Should we look into that? Yeah, we probably should look into that because it's confusing why he's on. Victor Borg, Danish-born classical pianist, conductor, songwriter, entertainer, and actor. During his long career, he appeared on radio and television in movies and made many comedy albums. Hmm. Oh, I didn't. That's surprising. Yeah. Comedy albums. <clears throat> he okay. also performed in concerts throughout the world. One of his famous skits involved... Phonetic punctuation, in which he read a story out loud and replaced each punctuation mark, such as commas, question marks, and periods, with sound effects. He later performed this skit on The Electric Company. And I'm looking here, and he there's a picture of him with Oscar the Grouch. So it seems like he used his um, humor to educate. That's cool. He appeared in several inserts on Sesame Street, beginning in Season 9, and he was a guest star on The Muppet Show. Cool. All right. He's the recipient of the Kennedy Center Honor in 1999 for his lifetime contributions to arts and culture, which is really great to hear because he passed in 90, in 2000. So he was honored before his passing, too, which That's always is good, always yeah. really nice to see and hear. Um, so, yeah, I guess he's not to, I always say just uh whatever but he's he's a pianist and that's that's all he's, he's here to do. He's a pianist and he's a great guy and he just wants to make kids laugh and have a good yeah. time. Yeah. And I think he does it all right in this. I don't know. This episode was good. I don't think it has very much that's super memorable. It's weird. The right? pigs like, to me were like very memorable. Cuz like I don't think that this episode has a dull moment. It just doesn't have like when those pigs came on, Doug, I was captivated, and I was like, I cannot believe they're doing this. They are so quirky, these guys. Uh, oh, man. I really want to know how mu- what it was like backstage and how much, like, Richard Hunt's influence, like, he had on, like... I'd like to hope he did, right? Oh, like... my God, he must have. And, like, whose idea was it to dress the pigs up in the cops and, like, those leather daddy outfits? I, that... I don't know. Because... Or, oh no, they're not cops. They're leather daddies. Are they? Were cops? like the village people? Were they an out band? Yeah, they were. I'm, pr- I'm pretty sure they were. Yeah, you know because like that. I mean, the it's iconic. It's become a, like a it's a thing. You know, like it's, I know it's such a choice. All of the like. <laughs> oh my god. So to, and even like that song, it's, it's Macho all, Man, it's and they, they were singing it very seriously uh-huh. too, like in earnest. They were singing that yeah. song. Yeah, <laughs> it's too fucking much, man. I really was. I was like, "What am I watching?" Uh-huh. This is in the homes of like American living rooms right now. Yeah, like- and it's like this is season four, so we're in that like the hottest shit in the world yeah. is this. Oh, the Muppets Muppet are on, show. and yeah. then they come on, and like it literally <laughs> like, looks like. Hey, hey, yeah, Link is very like gay. Like it's very gay. Like that's we all I can say. That angle. Remember when they were doing those sketches where Link was like a superhero kind of guy? He was like the knight in shining armor with Uncle, Uncle Deadly. Deadly. Yeah, and then the. Deadly would say something that was like weird coded at him about like seeing him at some party oh, yeah. or some shit. And like some woman would be like tied <laughs> yeah. up or like hanging off a cliff. And they're totally ignoring, and they're her, ignoring her. Talking yeah. about each other's shoes exactly. or something. 
They totally dropped that. They did. Next, Kermit and Scooter stop by Piggy's dressing room to see how she's doing with the babies. Once Kermit has gone downstairs, Piggy asks Scooter to come in the room full of babies swinging from the ceiling, wearing lampshades and making a mess of the place. Visibly frazzled, Piggy orders Scooter to get the babies out of there. Oh, my God. We then move on to the Swedish chef as he tries to make turtle soup. After several attempts to chop off the turtle's extremities, the chef breaks out a blunderbuss. What is a blunderbuss? I have no idea. In response, the turtle retreats into a shell and launches artillery as it, as if from a battle tank, shooting the chef in the face. <laughs> I thought this was funny that the chef got like just like wrecked, knocked down by the turtle. Next, I yeah, was like, don't, like, don't hurt the turtle. Soot on his face and shit <laughs> with his mustache. <laughs> Backstage, Bobby Benson has returned. And explains that he was taken away in handcuffs because he lost a lawsuit to the Tooth Fairy. We <laughs> oh, really okay. need more answers and from honestly, this, though. I was, uh, I, I must have missed that part because I was like, I still don't understand why he's arrested. Mm. He lost a lawsuit to the Tooth Fairy. A lawsuit. Piggy relinquishes guardianship to the babies back to Bobby, accidentally pushing one of them off the railing, one floor below. Kermit catches him, and the baby says to Piggy. <laughs> The piggy, the baby says to Piggy, Mommy, and to Kermie, he Daddy. says, Daddy. We still need more answers. Like, what is this lawsuit? What did Obviously, the Tooth Fairy must have sued Bobby, right? For him to end up in getting incarcerated. Maybe. Getting him arrested, right? Like, I guess so. So you think that, like, Bobby Benson is stealing teeth. That's what I'm going to guess. He steals people's teeth. Or... He accused the Tooth Fairy of something. Dastardly, maybe. Maybe. Defamation, you think? Or <laughs> or he tried to, like, get the Tooth Fairy to, like, settle down with him in, like, a not right way. Like, <laughs> a non-consenting way. Jesus. Well, like, there's... I just... I just... Look... My brain is a product of the internet right now. <laughs> Did you hear about that guy who what was like, guy? oh my God, there's this video on Facebook of, I forget this guy's name. I think his name is like Jacob Yeats or something like that. Mm-hmm. And he filmed himself calling the cops on this woman's dad mm-hmm. and basically, because the dad threatened him, mm-hmm. but he was chasing this girl down the street, his ex-co-worker, mm-hmm. and then he was trying to play her the song Baby It's Cold Outside and saying that, like, what? she didn't know and that women women like to be chased. And, like, oh, you, my God. Oh, my God. You have to see this video. You're, you'd be like, what the fuck? Jesus Christ. Don't send that to me later, Megan. Yeah. <laughs> Lisa was the one who told me about it, like, right before I had a meeting. She's like, talk. She's like, I don't want to tell you. This is what Lisa does. She goes, I don't want to tell you. I don't want to tell you. And then I'm like, okay. And I'll just like let it go. Like uh-huh. I'm like, you don't want to tell me right now. We'll talk about it later. I have something to do in a little while. And then like two minutes later, don't she's make me like, tell you. Yeah, exactly. Don't make me tell you. Watch this. She's telling me all about it. I'm like, oh my god, that's crazy. <laughs> yeah, there's some crazy people out there. Now on stage, Bobby and the babies accompany Victor in a performance of Tchaikovsky's Piano Concerto Number no. One. The orchestra is comprised of tiny instruments, a kazoo, <laughs> a slide whistle, and a toy piano. Mm. This was very funny. Yeah. I love any time that these babies play, especially with the with the fucking piano. That, the like, babies ding, are ding, great. Ding, ding, 
I like these babies. I, I really say, do. I don't like to look at them. The baby, they're weird looking. I do not like to look at them. <laughs> I do because I just like. I always try to pinpoint what is the weirdest part of them, and it's just the whole package. It's just the whole thing. <laughs> I'm looking too far at them right now in this photo on here, but. Oh, God. So signing off the show, Kermit and Victor are joined on stage by Bobby Benson and the babies to thank him for being their guest soloist. They present him with a baton as a souvenir. Victor accepts, but says they've given him so much already, like the chicken pox. (laughs) These babies, Megan, they're so, I don't know, they're so gross. I can't with them. Ugh. Jeez. This episode was a weird one. Very weird. All around weird one. Yeah, I mean the guest the guest was good, but I guess like I mean it just was like compared to some other ones, it's like he was only backstage. I don't think he had a spotlight. No, yeah. no, he plays that final song and that was like pulling fucking teeth to get yeah. him out there to do something, you oh, know. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. At like at the very last couple minutes. Although I think it is fun when when you see the guest backstage mm-hmm. and just like hanging out. The next episode, not to spoil it, but I'll, let me go into the premise of the Linda yeah. Lavin episode. Miss Piggy announces that sh- that the show is Kermit's birthday, and before he can react, she launches into a tribute she's organized. They've planned a "This Is Your Life" style show for birthday greetings. At the end of the show, Kermit admits that it's not his birthday, which is about four months from now. Linda Lavin in this episode. Um, I feel like they show her in a different style of backstage, like more like just behind, like next to the curtain and stuff a bunch. It's yeah. very interesting how they're yeah, playing they, with they, the backstage stuff. Exactly. And I don't know what, what show is, did they say? We should talk about this in the next episode. Uh, this is your life. This is your life. We should look that up next yeah. episode. And these are the days of our lives. So speaking of next week, join us for episode 406, the Linda Lavin episode. Um, you can follow us online at ITTWTM. Message us. Message us. And, um, yeah, I guess until next week. Bye. Bye.